is Rebecca Schissel Marshall with Whole Body Upgrade, a podcast to help you get unstuck, feel better, and have more energy. Let's get started. Welcome back to Whole Body Upgrade. I'm Rebecca Schissel Marshall, and let's get started. I'd like to first begin by welcoming in the directions. I welcome in the direction of the east, the direction of the south, west, and north. I welcome in the direction that is above and below, and the direction that is within. I welcome all the helping, loving, compassionate spirit guides and the ancestors that have lived well and died well. And I acknowledge that we're on the land of the creek in the Cherokee in what is now known as Athens, Georgia. Hello, hello. How is everyone doing? We're here for episode 77 of Whole Body Upgrade. How are you this week? I am good. I am doing pretty well. I'm recovering a little bit. I have some fatigue from when I was sick in January. I was sick for um, a while in January, but I am finding the right minerals and foods to nourish my body and increase my energy. And of course, I'm resting as much as I can. And that's sort of tangentially (laughs) what I want to talk about with you today. What I found, you know, I live in America. I live in Georgia. Um, I work at a university. I and my husband works at a university as well. And what I found is that in this Western environment, it's very easy to forget about what wellness looks like. And I think many of us don't even really have a picture of wellness anymore, what that might look like in our own lives. I think we have kind of this commercialized view of wellness. And even that, it's it's very strange to me. (laughs) It's something about wellness looks like a perfectly organized home and perfect meals and a pretty dessert and really nice uh, workout wear. (laughs) That's kind of what wellness looks like, I think. And the reality is, is not the same. It doesn't fit with that. We have this modern society with these unrealistic expectations of we work really hard, we play really hard. And quite frankly, it's kind of the wrong view of what wellness is. So I was thinking about this the last couple of days that we've forgotten. I think we as a society, or at least the people that I know around me, we've sort of forgotten what wellness is. And part of that is because we don't have models or institutional support of what wellness really is. I just don't think People know, they kind of have this idea of what it is. Companies and universities and entrepreneurs just aren't really set up. It's not taught. We're not set up in that way. Of course, there are exceptions. I love it when I see exceptions. And if you know of something in particular, I would love to hear what I have seen coming from an academic institution is that there are places, there are, not my institution, but there are some academic institutions 
who are closer to wellness. Like they've incorporated some pieces of wellness or they're really trying to put in some parts of wellness. (sighs) And we still have a long way to go. What we or companies, I mean, we just as even people, falls really short of what wellness really is. So we're aiming for a model (laughs) that isn't really even wellness. And I think part of we as individuals, we've lost sight of what wellness is and we haven't really even experienced it. Like we don't even know what we're going for because we haven't experienced it. We haven't had that life experience it. We haven't even seen it because our parents haven't experienced wellness either. So we we haven't had very many models of this in this particular country, right, in the U.S., And it certainly isn't portrayed in the media as wellness. So here we are. (laughs) Here we are without support, without models, without examples of what it could look like. So we go through life not well. You know, we even, it even becomes the conversation of, oh, well, this is just how it is. I often use that example for You know, like, oh, this is, you know, I think about this with my graduate students. They're like, oh, well, this is just what graduate school is. Or we even say that as academics of like, well, you know, graduate school is tough. Sorry. It's a few years and then you get through it. Or, you know, getting older. Oh, well, we're just going to have those aches and pains. And it's not true. Like, it, it doesn't have to be true. That doesn't have to be our experience. So very few people that I meet are well and thriving. Like they very few people have this vibrant health that I talk about. It's why I call the program that I have Vibrant Health because I just don't see, I see people who have a level of health, but who aren't necessarily vibrantly healthy. And of course there are pockets of wellness and there are people who do understand wellness This is not the end-all be-all of everyone and everything where, you know, some people really do prioritize wellness and really do prioritize um, having wellness as a basis for life. What I really want, what I hope for, is that wellness, real, true, honest-to-goodness wellness becomes the baseline for all of the U.S. And it is very much not there right now. That we actually strive for, <laughs> maybe that's not the right word, but we, we um, nourish and delegate and, and cultivate a culture of wellness that becomes the foundation of government, of the educational system, of companies, of individuals. What I hear from many of my clients or coworkers um, or people that I know in general is how what we perceive as wellness or what we perceive as normal is kind of this life that we're living. And it's this accepted way that isn't well. So I'm going to just kind of paint you a little picture. See if this sounds familiar. You wake up tired, vowing each day that today will be the day that you get more sleep. 
You drink large amounts of coffee, usually with some sort of sugar in it, a dessert coffee to get you started on the day. Maybe grabbing some food in the morning, um, something that's quick and easy or something that you can take with you. Maybe it's even packaged or you stop at the coffee shop along the way to get that mocha latte grande with a muffin. You Maybe you think about exercise or you want to start exercising, but you also are thinking, I'm too busy. I'll get to it tomorrow. I'll start next week. You probably need to drop off the kids, get them there just in time and slide into work at that last minute, frantically prepping for the meeting that will happen shortly. And maybe there's even food or coffee in the meeting, a Danish or donuts or bagels, maybe a granola bar, a packaged granola bar. There's this huge evaluation coming up in your company or your, your facility, and you've been asked to lead the committee. You are really hoping for a raise this year, that this will be the year, and you feel like you don't really have a choice, so you say yes even though your to-do list is a mile long. When there is a few minutes after the meeting, you look at that to-do list and notice how tight your chest feels and how overwhelmed you feel with the amount of tasks that you need to do. Thinking again how there isn't enough time and also feeling that pressure of how you have to do everything. You have to be the one to get it done. You might spend way more time than you anticipated procrastinating or obsessing on a project or a report or a manuscript or an email, going over it again and again, finally sending it, and then wanting to sink into a hole and have nobody see you because you you know it's not quite perfect. Constantly think you don't measure up to those around you and compare yourself to your neighbors or coworkers or the other moms you know, even your friends. If you happen to have enough time to grab a meal from the fridge in the morning, you might have that at your desk in maybe a frozen dinner. Or you go quickly to a fast food and eat that in the car. You power through the afternoon with more coffee, maybe a Diet Coke, or the Hershey's Kisses that your office mate brought in for Valentine's Day. After hours of struggling to feel like anything was being accomplished, you race out of the office to get to a doctor's appointment for those pesky migraines that you keep having that are really painful. Sliding in after that appointment to pick up your kids a few minutes late, you realize you have no idea what dinner should be or could be and decide to order delivery again. You're exhausted from the day and think that is just an easier way. 
Later, while the kids are trying to do their homework, you're simultaneously trying to catch up with emails that you missed while you were at the doctor's appointment and also trying to have some semblance of a conversation with your partner. When the kids finally get tucked into bed, you notice that your heart is still racing and you cannot turn off all the things that you need to do. So you decide to unwind with a glass or two of wine and you scroll on Facebook or Instagram while watching the latest Queer Eye on Netflix. You want just a little me time, just to feel a little normal before you finally crawl into bed at midnight. Again, wishing, oh, maybe I should have gone to bed earlier. You begin tossing and turning as your to-do list runs through your mind over and over again and only get about five hours of sleep before you wake up to do it all again. This may be normal in our lives, This is not wellness. I think what I feel like is the first step is to talk about what wellness can look like if we were supported on a bigger scale so that we can begin seeing what is possible. It may not even be being supported on a bigger scale. It might even be little small changes that you can make. This is about reimagining wellness. So for me, as you probably know, since you're listening to this podcast, I think of wellness as a multimodal activity. It includes the physical, the mental, emotional, energetic, and spiritual wellness bodies. Those parts of who we are can't be ignored. The scenario that I shared with you previously can be shifted, right, to look at things slightly differently. It does take a creation, um, a definition of what you feel like success is. And it does take prioritizing what is important to you and making space for that. This can be (laughs) challenging, again, given that we don't necessarily have the support, right? We're expected to come to a workplace where the culture of work is do more, do it with less, and do it perfectly. So let's just imagine that we can potentially shift some of this. So let's talk about what that same scenario might look like. It might shift to waking up in the morning, rested, feeling rested, where you've actually gotten seven to eight hours of sleep the night before, and you sit up in bed for five minutes of meditation or mindfulness or prayer. You check in with your guides about what the day can bring and ask for their support. And you follow it with 15 minutes of moving your body with yoga or a workout or some sort of stretching. Having Having taken the time the night before and over the weekend to plan meals and grocery shop, you have everything you need to make a smoothie that supports you. It's got nuts and seeds and veggies and fruit in it, and it gives you sustained energy for the day. 
If you still need a little more energy, you might have green tea. So it has more sustained energy that lasts longer. You pack a quick lunch with you from work, maybe leftovers from the meal that you cooked last night. Before walking into the office, you decide to ground and center yourself with one minute of breathing to stay as present as possible and manage your energy for the day. You consciously head into your first meeting and stay with the breath throughout the meeting. You check in with your body with your emotions as you go through the meeting. You already know you have a lot on your plate. And so when a new project comes up at the meeting, you check in with your body. You check in with your emotions. And if it's a no, you respectfully decline. When your feelings of overwhelm arise after the meeting, if they arise, You use mindfulness, you use coaching tools to manage the thoughts, to see what the younger parts of you need. You plan in small breaks throughout the day to, even if it's just move the body down the hall, right? To just walk, stand up and move, or you've gotten a standing desk to help you. You drink lots of water to stay hydrated. You even decide to take your lunch outside with a coworker to connect outside of the meetings and to see the sunshine. As you head up the stairs to the office, instead of taking the elevator, you notice that you aren't as achy and that you've been feeling so much better since you started eating fewer inflammatory foods. And when the afternoon comes, you aren't crashing either. You're still taking those short breaks for either mindfulness or for movement. And you brought a snack with you to refuel you, one that is nourishing to your body. You notice that at the end of the day, even though you have a long list, you aren't feeling behind no matter what the to-do list says. And you aren't yelling at the kids after school as often as you used to. Instead of squeezing in more work emails at night, you take a walk around the neighborhood with your partner and you make dinner with enough food for leftovers for the next day. You find that there is actually connection and conversation at dinner with your family. And at the end of the day, you put the kids to bed and decide to read a book to help you unwind or journal, or maybe even do a few moments of breath work. You feel grateful, make a list of those things you're grateful for. And you feel the support from your guides through the day, clear any energy that needs to be cleared from the day and notice the connection and compassion for whatever you've gone through this day. So this is just one way that wellness can look. It is definitely a different pace and it takes conscious awareness to create. It's one where we have to decide what we want. You get to decide what you want. 
and then you get to prioritize that. Maybe you're not a reader. Maybe that's not interesting to you. Maybe you want to have an evening with your friends. You want to have a girls' night where you um, go to a knitting circle together. Or maybe you uh, love music and you join a band. This is where it gets to be whatever you want to create. Wellness can be whatever you want to create. Just using the things that nourish you. And that's going to be different for everyone. Okay, dear ones, if you're interested in creating your own vision of wellness, I'd love to invite you to hop on a call with me so that you can have some idea of what steps, what easy, simple, small steps you can take to have wellness in your life. It's a free call. It's called the de-stuckification call. It's 20 minutes short and we can create your wellness right now. Let it be simple and easy. And did I mention that it's free? (laughs) We'll just hop on the Zoom or a phone call if you'd like, and we'll come up with some ideas for you that you can take action with right now. Okay, dear ones, take good care of yourself, and I hope you are creating the wellness that you want in your life. I'll talk to you next time. Thanks for joining me on this episode of Whole Body Upgrade. If you'd like to learn more about working with me, you can visit me on Facebook or Instagram or on my website, centeredyou, that's centeredyou.com. See you on the next episode of Whole Body Upgrade.